zero. Hey, you! Yeah, you! Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. Bang your head against the wall. Can't find peace of mind. Brain needs an overhaul. Denver. Bonehead, brain dead. We're all the same. You can't think straight when your heart is in pain. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay a burden down. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. Right, Tony? Nope. Good guys, bad boys, we're all the same. Saved by grace is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Denver's here. Good morning. Tony's here. Morning. Marv yeah. is here. <laughs> yeah, I am. Marv is here. Marv here, is here. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Darren, who is the father of our special guest today, he is here. He's he's in the peanut gallery. Morning, Darren. Yeah, yell out, Darren. Morning, Darren. Morning. <laughs> and Brandon Manning, uh, <coughs> my good friend Brandon Manning, graduate of the Adult and Teen Challenge Program in the Pacific Northwest, uh, and a uh, just a heck of a good chef. A, a fry, fry cook kind of like person at Sherry's Restaurant in Eugene stopped by over by oh River God. Road, right? Yes, sir. Hey, Brandon. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's good to have you here, man. Thank you. Brandon's going to be... pie? Yeah, we have pie. Pies. <laughs> pie yes. sounds good. Wednesday yes. is free pie day. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> We're all like, what? <laughs> Wednesday's what? free pie day. Yes, sir. Rent Wednesday's free pie day. What do you need to do? Just come in eat and... there? Yeah. Oh. <gasps> I know. We're going to go visit Darren. All right. So uh, Brandon's going to be sharing his story of experience, strength, and hope and what God has done in his life. And it's pretty amazing. So I, I know you're going to love it. So uh, b- before we do any of that, though, we like to have some fun, don't we, Denver? Of course. Uh, of course we do. <laughs> you know why? Because the voters didn't vote it out. They didn't. We gave them <gasps> an opportunity. Right, I forgot about that. Yes. We gave them an opportunity to have less fun and more topic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Okay, so what? 4,000 listeners on social media and only one voted and it was like, <laughs> it was our co-host Denver. That's right. <laughs> you do need to stand. So, uh here's two interesting addictions that I thought we we could uh we could chat about just for a second. Um one has been mentioned before, but this one hasn't, at least not on this show. Uh pop music Pop music has been uh, said to be carnial crack. Okay, I won't lie. I love pop music. Do you? <laughs> yes. Well, well, we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, to the point that scientists have actually been able to predict which songs would become big sellers by hooking kids up to an MRI scanner. What? Yeah, and playing previously unheard. <laughs> now listen to this. This is unheard pop tunes, so they've never heard them before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when a future hit came on, the pleasure center of the brain lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> now these are ones they haven't even heard. All right. Uh, here's the curious thing. The participants were also surveyed about the songs, and the reviews they gave them were significantly significantly different from what their brain scans revealed. Yes, although the songs gave their brains the kind of high you usually have to break a bunch of laws to achieve, <laughs> they consciously went against their brain scans in order to seem less inclined to pop music than the MRI scanner showed they were. So in other words, the scanner showed songs they'd never heard before, that they absolutely loved it, right? But when they were asked what their opinion was, they didn't want to cop to it. It was all right, you know. Well, your brain scan is telling on you. Um, So there you go. That's like riding a moped. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's the pretty calm side of that joke. That's like riding a moped. So you don't want to admit the fact that you love it, but it was fun. But it was fun. <laughs> like right? Britney Spears. So crazy. Tide Pod. I love her. Okay. That's a whole another show in itself. Uh, okay. So uh, cranial crack. Pop music. Cranial crack. Uh, okay. But here's the other one that I just love. Lip balm. I love lip balm. Did you know there's a lip balm anonymous? Mm-hmm. True story. Are you serious? Yeah, absolutely serious. And actually, it's it's actually there's quite a few meetings. What are they doing? Eating it or what? <laughs> a little lip balm after a good Tide Pod always helps. Oh yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, there are actual websites out there dedicated solely to helping people overcome their lip balm addiction. There are actual living and breathing people claiming to be addicted to chapstick. <laughs> like eating it? Well, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Why would you have me? You're licking L- it look at, at least. <laughs> look at, uh, let me quote a comedian, recovery comedian friend of mine, Mark Lundholm. You know, I would eat a cue ball and a handful of sand if I thought it was going to get me high. You Amen. know what I'm saying? Amen. You know, Amen. so if, if I believed chapstick was going to do it, I, I'd eat it. No problem. <laughs> uh, in the old life, anyway. <laughs> well, occasionally they will even seek help from the internet for their crippling addiction with the exact results that you'd expect. <laughs> <laughs> but all the snarkiness behind that links uh, uh, does, in fact, hide a few interesting points. For instance, the mention that the supposed buzz you get from using lip balm is actually caused by the a menthol, camphor, and phenol that is used in it. Now, wait a second. Phenol? <laughs> I, even know I was liking camphor. Like phenol, <laughs> barbital, the same phenol that is, you know... Uh, uh, corrosive to the skin and eyes and respiratory tract and also is used in embalming agents. <laughs> yeah. It's the That's same amazing. stuff. It's... it's the same stuff. And it causes instantaneous death if injected just one gram. Oh, my God. <laughs> Put it on your lips, baby. 
Yep, that's the one. Lip balm maker Carmax claims that it's included in the mix to reduce the itching and burning associated with dry chap lips. What they completely fail to mention, however, is the fact that this stuff will actually irritate your lips more. What? Uh, that's right. The greasy stuff you are slathering on your lips in an effort to keep them from flaking off is actually the very thing that's drying them out. So if you are... Now, if you use it once in a while, you know... Like if you're going skiing or something like that, your lips, you know what I'm saying, right, Brand? Oh, yes. That's one thing. But if you're doing it every day, you're actually causing more problems and you're actually drying out your lips. So those of you who uh, have not gone to a Lip Balm Anonymous meeting, maybe you should go. <laughs> I wonder what the steps look like there. You know, there is an alternative. What's that? Well, you... Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> oh, no. You guys don't watch Dr. Oz, do you? Uh, every once in a while. Do you? Yeah. Well, I he, see him on YouTube. Uh, what's he use? He, well, he he takes uh, a finger. Yeah. Oh, my God. And wipes it like that to oh, get the oil off his Right there by his nose and then puts it on his lips. Oh, so the, the sweat and oil from your no, face? Yeah. Yeah. On your lips. Because yeah. that's your own stuff, right? Right. That's how you get soda, the bubbles to go down, too. You do that. Bubbles. Like, what bubbles? You got bubbles on your lips? No, the soda. Like when you get it out of a fountain. Oh, yeah. You put your finger in there because the salt on your skin yeah, actually you makes like the fuzz then... go away. Or the... Okay, I won't tell how many customers I've actually done that. With you. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll have to try that one. <laughs> it is. It All right. Don't, wor don't worry. Tony's doing it for you. <laughs> Yeah, so if you have too much of a head of foam on your Coke, <laughs> Tony sticks your finger in there and then gives it to you at the drive-thru, right? Sometimes when I'm in a hurry. So oh, boy. you're welcome. Oh, boy. Uh, you you, know, I, I you deserve a break today. <laughs> I used to work at McDonald's, actually, as well. Yes. Yeah, oh, boy. Did you do that? Did you put your finger in people's sodas? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did give someone uh, the order to Sierra Mist carbonated water one time yeah. just to mess with them. And actually made a video of it because it was my buddy that came in. Over right. Over. <laughs> and he looked at me. He's all, that's not Sierra Mist. Or, that's not Sprite. That's not Sprite, he says. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well. Stop right uh -oh. there. It's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. The baby. The baby. The baby. I love the baby. I got a slew of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the first one is is useless information on social media. I don't care that you locked yourself out of your house. I I don't care that the stuff in your nose is too hard for you to blow out. I I read that one. My nose is plugged up. I can't blow my snot out of my nose. Why are you putting that? Why does the world want to know that? You know, I don't care to see a picture of your dead fish in the goldfish bowl. My fish died. What? <laughs> There's, I mean, I mean, social media can be used for some wonderful things, i.e., take twelve cut radio. Uh -huh. But what is this just nonsense? That you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, Brandon? Right? I see it all the time. Yeah, no, it's man. like the hem on the hem on my pants it needs to be sewn. <laughs> Why or, do I care? Or the picture of the stain on someone's pants? Yeah, there's a pic. Yeah, right, right. Look, look, look at my pants. I'm like, <laughs> all right, there's that. 
the other one is, um, can, can we have an Academy Awards show without bringing politics into it? Just one no, time. you can't. You can't have anything without bringing politics I mean, it's ridiculous. It. I, I want to be entertained. I don't want to hear your political views. So the guy is talking about, they, had, they, they did a, a, a reenactment of one of the songs from Coco, uh, this animated sh- movie about a kid who goes to the land of the dead to visit his relatives, which wasn't as creepy. If that wasn't creepy enough as, as it is, the guy stands up and he goes, he goes to the land of the dead, and unlike yeah. here, there's no walls. <laughs> really? You're going to throw Trump under the bus at the Academy Awards? Come on, just let's do the Academy Awards. I remember when... Uh, uh, oh, never mind. It's- <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm like glad that they lost. The Shape of Water won won Best Picture. The Shape of Water. Eh, a girl falls in love with the creature from the Black Lagoon or something crazy <laughs> like that. Um, the other one is when you when you when you I probably go to, could have got more of a view on Facebook of that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> more useless right information. next to the guy with stain on with stain on his face. <laughs> So the other one was, and this is my own fault, but I'm going to whine about it anyway. If you're going to go see a movie, you might want to investigate not only the rating, but why it's rated that way. Because some PG-13s are worse than some R's. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. So I, on the recommendation of Roger McDermott, (laughs) Roger, I took my wife to go see three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. A story about a woman whose daughter had been abused and raped while she was dying. And so she went out of this town where they didn't take care of the the law enforcement, did not do right by justice, getting justice for her daughter. So she rented three billboards and blasted law enforcement on the billboards, right? Hmm. This movie had a hundred times more F-words than Casino... Which, by the way, is rated as the number one movie for F words. I mean, I mean, it was it constant. We sat number there. Number two now. We now number yeah number two or or, or or Pulp Fiction combined. And I'm telling you, we sat there for 40 minutes and put up with this abuse, and we got up and walked out. I it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't even get past the dialogue. It was just, it was it was it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was that all the way through the movie, and, and it, it ticked me off. So then we went and watched Maze Runner three, because when I get ripped off like that from a movie, I gotta uh, see a movie. I'm in the middle so of my Jones for a movie. Another one? Ti- yeah, we just went. Through, we drove all the way up to Salem to go see another movie. The, the oh, title reeks of rooms. goodness. No, we didn't switch rooms. No, we we paid. Oh, okay. What'd you say? I said the title reeks of goodness. Maze Man three. Maze Runner. Maze, Maze Runner, Runner 3. three. Yeah, it was actually pretty How good. How was it? It yeah. was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. So, and then my last one, my last wine is, it's one thing, and you've heard me complain about this before, mm-hmm. preempting my favorite television show with a stupid football game, <laughs> or stupid baseball game. Still it, happening, if it's, huh? it's still, but it, it's not, <laughs> it's not good enough that the World Series, which I could care less about, or the Super Bowl, which I could care even less <gasps> about interferes with my regular TV show. <laughs> now I turn on the Goldbergs and I miss half of it because of a stupid hockey game. Oh, hockey sucks. 
why, why are you preempting my show with a hockey game? I understand that the world is addicted to baseball and football, but hockey? Uh-uh. Give like, me a break. That's like golf. <laughs> right? So I, I, I just don't appreciate my favorite TV shows being preempted. And that's just something I like to whine about. So I'm done whining. Anybody have a whine? <laughs> Not after that. All right. So this is the second. This is the second second Monday in a row that there's no weekly win because I don't want to have one. <laughs> Mars is gonna kill you. <laughs> All right. Um. So that we did addictions. We did weekly uh, whining for no reason whatsoever, and we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, uh, of course, we'll do a little take twelve trivia, and then we're gonna hear from Brandon. All right. So don't go away. Check this out. Don't go away. Take 12 Recovery Radio. We'll be right back. One, two, one, two, three, and... Hey, check this out. Albany and Lebanon Celebrate Recovery in cooperation with Take 12 Recovery Radio presents Nashville Recovery Recording Artist Heather Lane in two exclusive concerts. Tuesday, March 13th at Hope Church Family Center, Albany, Oregon, and Wednesday, March 14th at Southside Church of Christ in Lebanon. Heather's life hit bottom over a decade ago. She felt lost, confused, and wondered why she was even breathing. Her lowest point became her turning point. Now, spreading the good news of recovery through the power of God is the passion of her award-winning songs. Keep it going, keep me coming to you. What you give is got me living, think I'm not When does all the changing come? Sweep me away. Don't miss these two opportunities to experience some of the best in recovery music and testimony. So mark your calendars for March 13th and 14th. Admission is free and all are welcome. Both events kick off with a free dinner beginning at 6 p.m. followed by an evening with Heather Lane. He's insane. He's a control freak. So, what's your point? It's the Monty Man at Take12Radio.com on your internet dial. Come back. All right. Right about now, Cecil ought to be butting in here. Oh, Cecil. Where are you? There you are. All right, everybody. It's time for Take 12 Trivia. Brought to you by that award-winning recovery magazine, the 12-Step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now take it away, the Monty Man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the sound clip at the beginning of the show, where was that from, Tony? Flintstones. That's right. So appropriately, Flintstone trivia. Okay. Not the vitamins. Yay. Oh. Not the gummies? All right. So if, yeah. you, if you get it wrong, you get the you get the fluff machine. 
And if you get it right, you get a bell or some other noise maker. Maybe a little tinkle, tinkle. I missed that tinkle, one. Tinkle, tinkle. <laughs> tinkle, tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Brandon, you get first crack at this. Where did the Flintstones live? Can you tell us what town? Bedrock. I have to. Ooh, is it Bedrock, you guys? Mm-hmm. It is Bedrock. Very good. All right. What was the name? Uh, Tony, what was the name of Fred and Wilma's child? Pebbles? You sure? What do you guys the think? other one was Bam Bam. Who? Uh, okay, who Bam did Bam Bam. Bam Bam belong to? Oh, God. The one with the yellow hair. <laughs> Betty. <laughs> Ernie and Betty, right? Who? Is it Ernie? Barney. Barney. Ernie. Was it Barney? <laughs> Barney and Betty. <laughs> Barney's Barney a dinosaur. Dinosaur. Ernie, I like it. Yeah, you're right. It was it was it was Pebbles. Okay. It was Pebbles. Okay. Uh all right. Uh Fred worked at a bowling alley. True or false, Denver? Fred, Fred worked at a bowling alley? Yeah, is that true or false? No, he slid off that dinosaur's hind end tail. <gasps> yeah, he, he worked did. at a rock quarry. Yes, he worked at a rock <clears throat> quarry. All right. Uh this one's for you, Marv. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. What was the name of Fred's boss? Oh Lord. I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you choices if you want. Wasn't it his wife? Yeah, because I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> was it was it Mr. T Rex, Mr. Stonehenge, or Mr. Slate? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I think you know uh, the answer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Slate, maybe. Yes, you're yeah. right. Jeez. The electrical movement there. It's like it was a hip-hop song or something here. I, I Boom! Know, right? She right. gave it away for I'll say, you. Darren's in the peanut gallery, so we're going to ask you, Darren. Uh, All right. Fred loved to do what? What did he love to do? Did he love to smoke cigars, climb rocks, or bowl? Bowl. Yes, you're right. He loved the bowl. That's right. Bowling and smoking cigars would did, be a bad did, idea. Okay, Brandon, did, did Dino, the dinosaur, ever run away from home? I would say yes. What do you guys think? Think yes? Really know. But it came no? back, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's looking back. at me like I know. He did run away from home. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hey, Denver, why did Fred and Barney fake an illness? <laughs> Was it because... <laughs> I didn't even know this happened. Is no. it because they didn't want to go to work? <laughs> it was because they didn't want to go to church? Or was it because they didn't want to go to the opera with their wives? Oh, <laughs> they, do you think I sat and watched every episode of these? It would be the opera. You are correct. It, well, evidently, you I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon, you get the last one. Uh, what was the name of the alien that became Fred and Barney's servant? What? Oh, wow, I have no idea. Oh. Okay, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a choice. This is good. Was it Bedrock Bandit, Mini Maker, or the Great Gizmo? I'd say the Great Gizmo. Uh-huh. No, no, you're wrong. What? No, he's not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. It was the Great Kazoo. Oh, kazoo. Ah, ah, trick question. Almost. So you get a this, <laughs> and I get a this, <laughs> and a this. Wait, that and wasn't this. even an option. Huh? That wasn't even an option. I know. Oh, okay. See how I manipulated that? <laughs> I'm a I'm a recovered alcoholic. I can manipulate you, <laughs> right? What do you think about that? Uh-huh. So there. Well, that does it for Take 12 Trivia for this week. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Meow. <laughs> All right. So Brandon Manning is our guest uh, this week, and he has got a story that is just a trip. 
Um, so it's interesting to me how when you have something miraculous happen in your life, how some people will say, well, that's all coincidence, right? Isn't it funny, though, that every time some of us pray, a coincidence happens? Mm-hmm. That's truth. Right? Or every time something, you know, just amazing happens, it's a coincidence? Well, I think there's much more going on there than that, right, mm-hmm. Brandon? That's truth. All right. So one of the things I say to my guests on the show is, you know, that seem to be doing rather well, and you look great, you look healthy, you look happy, you, you, you got joy in your life, is that there was a point in your life when you were not always like that. True? That's true. Okay, so tell us what happened, and tell us this story that I'll just blow some people's <laughs> minds. It's pretty powerful. All right, well, uh, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Yep. Um, at a very young age, um, I got into drugs. Um, I was a drug dealer for a lot, of, a lot of my life. I ended up getting busted doing a lot of uh, prison time. Uh, When I got out, I was doing well. And then, you know, like a lot of us, shortly fell fell back in my old ways. Right. On August 18th, 2016, so roughly 18, 19 months ago, I was sitting in Lincoln County Jail, Newport, Oregon, looking at a max sentence of 33 years in prison. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) I was scared, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, that, I was scared, too. No, yeah, I know I that. Bet. I would be, like, that would paralyze me, just uh-huh. the thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sitting there in jail looking at 33 years in prison, and I called my twin brother to vent to him about some things, and he had told me my older brother hung himself and committed suicide. The guards heard that phone call. And While you were incarcerated, that happened? Yes, that's true. And um, the guards heard that phone call. And brought me down to booking and put me in a suicide cell because that's what they do when a family member does something like that. Sure. When I was down there, I fell to my knees. With streams of tears falling down my face. I cried out to God. I says, God, if you are real, show me a sign now. I wake up the next day with a book under my cell door. And in that book is a true story about a pastor. And it goes like this. There was a pastor working late one night. He decided to call his wife to let her know he was going to be working late. He called and the phone rang and rang and rang, but she didn't answer the phone. He decided to finish up a few things and call back again in a few minutes. This time she was quick to answer the phone. He asked her, why didn't you answer the phone before? The phone rang and rang and rang, but you didn't answer the phone. She said, well, the phone didn't ring at our house, so they brushed it off as a fluke and went on their merry ways. Mm. Two days later, this man calls a church office phone, which was the same phone that pastor used that Saturday night. The man that he spoke with wanted to know why he called his house phone so late Saturday night. The man said the phone rang and rang and rang, but I didn't answer my phone. The pastor remembered the mishap, apologized to the man for disturbing him, explaining that he intended to call his wife. And the man says, that's okay, let me tell you a story. You see... I was planning commit to commit suicide Saturday night, but before I did, I prayed, God, if you are real, show me a sign now. At that point in time, his phone started to ring. He looked at his caller D. His caller D said, Almighty God. He was afraid to answer the phone. The caller ID said Almighty God? Yes, because it was from an Almighty God Tabernacle Church. Oh, wow. Yes, and that's instantaneously. Like right when he prayed, God, show me a sign now. His phone rang and it said, Almighty God. 
So that's a true story. And it's significant to me because not only did I have to deal with suicide. Right. I had the same prayer I prayed that previous night. God, show me a sign now. Also, the person that wrote that book, wrote that from Lincoln County Jail, Newport, Oregon, which was the same county jail I was sitting at. The day the man gave his life for the Lord in the book was August 18th, which was the same day my brother was found when he committed suicide, and the same day I prayed, God, show me a sign now. Now that, my friend, is not a coincidence. That is not a coincidence. And you woke up with this book in, your, in your cell? I don't even know how it got there. And you didn't, even, you didn't request it? No. Nothing. That That's just... So there's too many things going on there too for many it to be a coincidence. Okay, so let's recap this for a minute. Okay, so you were incarcerated for what? For delivery of meth and heroin... Uh, okay, so escape. You, you were running and gunning, doing the drug narcotic thing. Yeah, they caught up with you. They threw you in the clink, right? And this was what county? Lincoln, Lincoln County. So you're over at the coast. Yes, in right? Newport. In Newport, you find out while you're incarcerated that your brother had killed himself. So you cried out to God and you ask if you're real. I, I need to see something. And you wake up and this book shows up. You know what's weird about that whole situation is? Is when I was sitting there on my knees crying out to God. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like God was telling me or asking me, you need to cry out for my help. Mm. If you cry out for my help, I will help you. I will show you. And like I, I felt it in my heart. Like I was just like, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. You know, this is like, this is like my last straw. You know? Right. And it was like, I, I'm not only going to take this from you, but I'm also going to do more things in your life. And, and, and I felt that when, when I, was, I was saying that prayer. And I knew something was going to happen. And it did. And it even goes further on into like when I was going to court and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, come to find out my judge, which um, she's a very harsh judge. <laughs> You know, uh, her and she's a she, and you're a guy, and right. you're in court, and that's never good. Her her name's uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, my brother that died went to school with her. Really? Oh my god! Yeah. And so I'm facing 33 years in prison. You know, the first, my I have actually I have, I have a paper that shows that my max sentence is 33 years on it. And um, my 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 attorney was like, I can't keep you out of prison. I'm like, well, you know, I've been praying a lot, and I've been you know, I I don't think that's his destination for me this time. And he's like, right. he's like, well, I, he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, well, just just give it some time. We'll just we'll we'll figure it out, you know. And during my court date, like right right before my court date, my attorney says, I can't believe what just happened. I says, what? He's like, you're not going to be going to prison. You're going to be able to go to treatment. I says, I'm telling you, God's real. And you you weren't even that wasn't even an option you were thinking of. What the treatment thing? No, it was it was an option that oh, I okay. was thinking of, but he told me it was yeah. impossible. He's hoping for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he right. told me it was impossible. That wasn't going to happen because of because I've already been to prison and I got hit again, you know. And they're like, he's like, that was your last chance. But okay. anything's possible with God. I've heard a lot of stories on this show. You just gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You can't make that stuff up. No, no. So in the book. So let's look at this. So let's go a little further in unpacking this. So in the book, it's a story of a man who calls his wife, but he dials the wrong number, 
<laughs> it goes to another number. That guy, where it's ringing, has given God an ultimatum because he's going to do something drastic. The caller ID is an abbreviation of the full church, which is Almighty God, right? Yes. So it happens to show up there because he's asking God to reveal himself. He gets that on the caller ID, and the next morning he calls that number, right? And it's the pastor's number, and he tells him the story. Yes. That's just a trip. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just, you know, so... The impact of how many lives that touched during that incident right. is, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, the guy that was going to commit suicide... You in uh, jail at that time, the pastor. Uh, yeah, I mean, just it's it's amazing the amount of what transpired in that coincidence. And Dad, not, Dad right? what, did, what did you think about all this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, spin if you your mic over asking, to Darren for a minute. You, but uh, yeah, let me let me ask you, Darren, if you don't if you don't mind, lean in a little bit there. Ooh, ow. <laughs> That there was, we go. That was oh, yeah. sound okay, so when you heard all this, what was your head thinking? Right. Um, I since I've been clean, I've I've been a firm believer in God. Also, I had an instance happen to me. Yeah. That 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 brought him to life for me. Um, I was happy it happened to my son, and that he was able to know that God was real. Do you do you think it was going to take something this amazing to get through to him? <clears throat> You think that's maybe one reason why this happened? I, I, I knew it was going to take something. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, not just a, hey, buck up and do better. Yeah, that, right. That, that's not going to work. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that is cool. Um, oh, my dear Lord. Hold on a second. All right, now you can move it. You can't make this stuff up. No, you, you can't. You can't. You, you, you know, and so so when this book was being published... Who knew? Well, you want to know a little story background about the yeah. about the book? Yeah. So um, I was in prison in 2013. Well, the person <coughs> that had written this book started writing it when I was in prison with him at the same prison. I didn't even know it was him until just recently when I was reading the, the back of the book on right. who, who wrote the book and where it came from and everything. And I was just like... <coughs> Wow, this keeps getting weirder and weirder. You know what I mean? Okay, so this person who wrote the book, the author, you were in prison with in the same cell? Not the same cell, but same same institution. Same institution. But you didn't know that. You didn't know what was about to happen. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. And you you were telling, you were saying how many people, how how many lives that story has changed, you know, changed people's lives. Right. Well, um, when this happened to me, I started a, a group a daily devotion group in, in the jail. And um, since I had that street credit, <clears throat> it was helping people come, you know, come come to this group and talk about God and, and read the Bible every morning. And it was it got to the point to where there was like, you know, 20, 30 people out of the, I don't know how many people were in the pod, yeah. would be circled up in the morning, get, you know, with our coffee, getting ready to get into the Word. And it was, it was really cool that um, how... how not only did that help change my life, but yeah. it, it yeah. you know could change other people's life as well. Right, and they made a nickname for me there. It was uh, the Pod Father. 
<laughs> they called me the pod father. That's not tied. I, I, I'm writing that down. Yeah. Pod. The, the pod father. Yeah, that's not Tide Pods. That's not Tide Pods. <laughs> for all you millennials yeah. out there that like <laughs> eating soap. Yeah, don't seek him out for that reason. <laughs> people, people still write me on Facebook saying, thanks for helping bring light to my life. And right. I'm like, you know, that's God, not me. You know, and um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a special place in my heart when someone says I helped them out. When, mm. you know, I think it's God's work through me. It's sure. It's not necessarily me. It's mm. God's work through me. Right. You know, and um, it, it makes me feel like I have a purpose. You, you remember the name of the book? Um, the name of the book. I do not know the name of the book. You need to find that it. book. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I want to read the dang book yeah. now. Oh, yes. I do remember the book. It's yeah. called Smoking the Bible. Smoking the Bible. Yeah. And I'll tell you where the name originated from. Um, because in... I don't, I'm not laughing at Okay. Let me I, guess. Can I guess? Can yeah, I guess? I, I think we're all I guessing. bet you'll guess right. <laughs> okay. Because... Paper that's in the yep. Bible is often used to roll cigarettes in what? prison. Yeah. That is correct. Are that's, you serious? That is correct. It's fine. And he thought, fine, fine he thought if he, the pages he read, he would smoke the Bible. So every every page he read, he would smoke the Bible. That's amazing. That's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> weirder than I'm the lip. I'm gonna get a copy don't, of that. Please, book. please don't smoke your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> weirder than the lip balm anonymous thing, or yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of, it's it's kind of up there. But what? It, so what an amazing story. I mean, is it okay? So it's not that old of a book because the author was in the same right institution you were in. Have you ever met him? I met him in prison. I can't remember what he looks like, right, or anything like that, or even his name at the moment. But um, I I did actually talk to him. I did talk wow. to him because he actually ended up coming into the jail, and I was able to talk to him. Uh, did you tell him this story? Did you tell him what happened? Or it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows the story and everything. Oh my gosh! One of the pastors <laughs> or whatever that he was talking to is the one who helped him publish this book. Oh wow! The, the pastor that told the story about yeah. Um, the guy call, or calling his wife and everything. Right. That was his pastor, or whatever. So that's so intertwined the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it really it, is. It shows how God works in multiples. Yeah, that's what I was getting. <laughs> you know, at. It's you know like what a I mean? Full circle. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 and that's why he's called the great orchestrator. I mean, he orchestrates this orchestra, and the members in it are just. Without a clue, without a clue, how, without a right? clue, what's happening? There's right. no it's way you being could, orchestrated. There's no way you can accidentally do something like that, right? No, <laughs> you know? no. Marv, what do you think of this? It's pretty, oh, pretty trippy, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. God, not, is I'm not me. surprised. I'm not either. But but at the same time, I'm just wow. You know, I'm right? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. God can do great things for sure. And we have seen, mm. and 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 I think you. You'll echo my sentiment here, Marv, that that as as long as you and I and, and many of us have been in the rooms of recovery, we've seen some amazing things happen. You know, those folks that said, everybody else said, well, they'll never change. You don't know them. And then complete turnaround, yeah. right? Yes. It, it's just there's no end to it. You know, so I, I just... Uh, your story's one of a kind, though. I will say that. I'm. I still have goosebumps. Good well, thank lord! You. How many times have now? You've had the opportunity to share this on several occasions. 
<laughs> True. Right? I think it was like once or yeah. twice a week for Excellent. a year. Yeah. <laughs> I know we would always we'd all complain. All right, he's gonna share it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, but a story like that cannot be shared enough. I I mean, mm-hmm. it just it really. Okay, so let me let me uh let, let, let's go a little further on this thing. All right, so instead of spending 33 years in the Who's Gow, you end up going to did you go right from there to the Adult and Teen Challenge Center? Yeah. My dad picked me up. Okay. Took me out, took me out to breakfast and we ran into uh my stepbrother and we all had a breakfast and then we went to uh Teen Challenge. And you went to Teen Challenge. Yeah. In Shed, Oregon. In Shed, Oregon. Valley Campus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's sheep out there and pretty much nothing else. Uh, so you went, okay, so tell us about, tell us about your Teen Challenge experience. So you went, you went into Teen Challenge. I mean, obviously you were grateful that you weren't going to prison. Yes. Right. But you really had no idea what you were in for, right? True. Okay. I I did not. Yeah. So, you know, and and I was one of the knuckleheads, a bunch of knuckleheads out there, right? Because we're all <laughs> Denver and me and everybody. We're, we're just a bunch of knuckleheads. We're knuckleheads. But we're 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 all in this big basket together doing the best we can. But we had and, fun. You know. We yeah. had fun. Yeah. So what color pen do you never write in? <gasps> oh, red. That's right. <laughs> Mine would be black because you have to sign everything in gel and black. But at Teen Challenge... You oh, never, you, you never, that's an educational pen. color or, oh, or a discipline okay. color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so while you were at, uh, so that was that's that was a twelve month program to complete and another four months to graduate because there's a difference, right? Right. Did, did you do it in twelve and year four? Yeah, I did. I graduated two weeks early. All right, beautiful. Just because yeah. of the it, way the dates felt, it, right? It can be a 16 or an 18 yeah. or X amount of month, depending oh, like, on how the program rolls. Or it could be a return, rolls. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what was, while you were there, what was, if you can pin it down to a couple things that impacted you the most, what were, would they be? Well, one, being able to travel to different churches around Oregon and share my testimony. And share your story, yeah. Two... I learned sign language. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I taught <clears throat> yeah that's sign right. I remember. Yeah. yeah. I remember you saying that you were and doing that. Was that was a kind of accomplishment for me. Um, right. I did that to quit smoking cigarettes. It was a way to occupy my time. Ooh. Keep and your hands busy. How wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's very <laughs> true. While, while you were there, did, did, did you struggle with nicotine? Not there, no. But, I mean, did you feel the the tug on you i mean was because i know that could be a really really tough one well since i did jail time before right right challenge, it was the, the compulsion was kind of gone but oh, okay the thought was still there you know <clears throat> right right so take it take us through your typical day at the center at the center oh well, i was always an early riser i was awake before everyone because uh i just i, I wanted a head start i guess mm-hmm. yeah so like i'd wake up at five thirty. You know, hit the shower, go uh, get breakfast ready, help, right. help Wes turn on the... Works um, in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. In the kitchen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a great duty. Though. An overabundance it's, of kitchen work. Yeah. You know. <laughs> got extra food every Wait. now and again. Oops. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Restoration's there now. Yeah. 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 
Really yeah. get back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then had class right in the morning and then went to work at nine. Yeah. Which was actually probably more of my fun part of the day was being at work. Right. Because when I'm at work, time goes by like that because I'm I, I work fast. And, busy doing stuff. Yeah. And you did you work at a thrift store? Yeah. Thrift yeah. stores. Yeah. And then the return in the evening was busy. Um, yeah, I, I know the answers to these. I'm just <laughs> it was it was kind of busy. I mean, I would I would hit the gym and um, do cl- uh, the hour chapel at, at night, right? And it was a way and play basketball. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, playing basketball with the guys. You, you started you started pounding weights though, a lot more as your time there went on. Yeah. Did, were you doing that out of boredom, or were you doing that because you really wanted to get buffed up? And well, because some of you guys were a little drastic. Yeah, I got no, a little bit of drastic. Yeah. I would know for sure. Because um, you know, it's a, it's a good way to leave a uh, relieve stress. Yeah, but I'm actually going to be going to school to be a physical fitness trainer. Hopefully, in April, my FAFSA, which is my student uh, aid, right, right, be taken care of, and then I can go back to school for that. Nice. So check this out. Okay, so you're using narcotics. You're beating your body up. You're just tearing it apart, right? Your spiritual life is in the toilet. I mean, it's just, you know. And then you fast forward, and you go through all this, and now you're going to school here in the future to actually help people improve their physical body, their mental health, and... And their diet. It's not just about right. working out, but it's, a diet's a big part of it. Sure. What you put in, right? Yes. So if you, you know, we change the oil on our car, but we don't really take care of ourselves too well. That was on a fast track, too. <laughs> I mean, this all happened like a whirlwind, basically, for you, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, God moved swiftly on this one. I was able to get a job before I even graduated Teen Challenge. Right. Which was amazing. You yeah. Know. So, So a year really isn't, comparatively speaking to the rest of your life, really isn't that long, is it? It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. And it was a fun experience. I mean, we got to get... Gotta, was it? <laughs> it was. I mean... Well, I see. I saw you uh, get a little ticked off once in a while. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Not that I ever did. <laughs> yeah. And what, what I'm loving right now is watching his father. He is one proud man. He's right beaming. Now. He is he? beaming. Very Listeners, yeah. you can't see him, but I'm watching him and he's moving. He's like, that's my son. I know. Yeah. Isn't that I, cool? I, I wish people could see him right now. She's right. You are beaming. You are. Yeah. With everything he's saying, you move more. Yeah. And that gives me, oh my God. I, I know. It's really awesome. One of my favorite shows. It's really awesome. So uh, one of the things that you would you would do that many students do uh, is you would do itinerations. You guys would get in your you don your uh, don yourselves with uh, Teen Challenge shirts, collared shirts usually, and with a Teen Challenge logo. And then you go out to churches or recovery in the park or you know car shows or whatever. You'd share your story of experience, strength, and hope. You'd give your testimonies. Um, do you have any stories about people that heard your story and came up to you maybe after a service or after a recovery event and talked to you about how it moved them or touched them? Yes. So I was at The Shift, the church called The Shift. Right. And um, I was sharing my testimony. And afterwards, this, this kid had came up and he was talking to me. And he he was like, man, I, he's like, I really like your story. I really love your story. I want to make a change in my life. But a year and he just pauses. He's like, a year is a long time. <laughs> He's like, 
But if I fall back down that road again, I'm going to give it a chance. Well, this was like few three three months before spiritual emphasis, right? And which is the big you know where we go have fun up right, in all Washington the centers and in the Pacific Northwest. I got to ride jet Neat. skis. Woohoo! Anyways, <laughs> yeah, um, it was fun. And uh, anyway, what was I saying? Again? <laughs> <laughs> he got on jet skis. Yeah. No, anyways, this kid this kid had came up to me. That's funny. <laughs> Boom, off on another uh, tangent. Yeah. Now I know how to make you happy. Jet skis. <laughs> yeah. Sobriety will do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this kid this kid comes up to me at Spiritual Emphasis and says, I made it. I finally made it. And I thank you. Oh, and wow. I was just like, wow. It, it t- so you it, weren't expecting it, to see him up there? No, I didn't even know he w- got into the program or whatever. Oh, and it was because he went to a, he didn't go to the Shed Center because right. it, it was his home. You know, that's his hometown. Right. So he went to like Bend or something like that. Yeah. And it, it was it was cool to see how how much of a light he like he had changed just in that small amount of time, yeah. you know, because he, yeah. he wanted to make a difference, and it, it touched me that I was able to reach out to him. Wow, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. That's really neat. So, so you saw the fruit of what God did in your life get produced in that one one thing, and, and we don't know how many lives have been touched by this story, the book. You know, mm-hmm. how, how many how many jail cells did that book end up in? You know, I mean, well, after I got it, yeah, and I was sharing my story with everyone. Everyone wanted the book. I every, bet everyone wanted a Bible. They actually right. they had to put people on the waiting list to get them a Bible because they were going yeah. they were getting a whole bunch of them. In other words, requested. a lot of people started smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, it's funny, it's funny because I remember the first time I ever saw somebody take a, a, a page out of the Bible and use it for rolling paper. I, I was appalled, and here I am appalled. And I, what am I doing in jail? I, I mean, like I'm this wonderful, godly guy, right? And I'm appalled, you know. And uh, and then I think of this, and I think, you know, sometimes we don't know what God's up to. We're really quick to to judge. Oh, that's wrong, or you know that that can't be God. Well, sometimes you know, I, I'm more and more. I'm at the point where I just say, I don't know about that. I just may not know. You know what I'm saying? And that's you never know. You just never know. So you're working at Sherry's restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Do you have an opportunity there to share your faith? All the time. All the time. I'm always. I always have a smile on my face. In fact, I had a coworker. Um, asked me what it was super busy. It was during Christmas, right? And I was I went to the refrigerator to grab something, and she was in there, and she she looks at me. She's like, "How can you be smiling right now?" And I, <laughs> I, I looked straight at her. I said, "Because of Jesus," and I walked out and and finished my job or whatever. And she comes she comes back the next day. She's like. Did you say Jesus? I says, yeah. <laughs> and J bomb. He dropped and, the J bomb. And she was just like, she was like in shock. And she actually uh, started asking me questions and stuff. And um, a lot of people at work now mm-hmm. ask me questions all the time. And there's a couple people there that go to church. And I actually got to share my story with um, one of our female waitresses a couple of nights ago. Because she's like, do you go to church? I says, yeah. She's like, well, me too. Um, and so I felt, you know, like I should tell my story. Right. And she was like, wow, that was really powerful. You know, okay, so, you know, three people come to mind right off the bat who are graduates who continually share their faith on the job. Brandon Soto works at Hobby Lobby, shares his faith there. John Hill, he always, he he prays with people, he he installs garage doors, and And then he prays prays with with the people. 
He don't care if they believers or not. He's going to pray for them. I mean, it just well, and then and then you at Sherry's restaurant, and isn't really you, you know one of the things that I told um, Jesse, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. when he came in, um, I he, he said I I asked why are you here? What what do you want to gain? And of course, his why well, I, I want the pain to stop. Mm-hmm. And I said, well. I'm going to tell you something, and, and you may not like this, but sobriety is r- just the hook. You know, getting you sober was the hook that drew you in. The real reason you're here is for God to prepare you to be a maximum of service to him and the people he puts in your life. True? True. Really, really true. Yeah. And and I I think that once we realize that, that it's it you know I mean anybody can put the plug in the jug for a day you know what I'm saying most anybody can but can but can you take that experience of sobriety and can you move forward and use the experience you've had and what God's done in your life to give away what's been given to you and that's when we talk in our twelve step fellowships that's step twelve. You know that we're giving away, we're 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 giving back, and you're doing that, and you're going to a church in Eugene. I've been I tried actually three different churches. Right. Yes. You're just just doing it. <laughs> right. Did, have you been to the one that Ralph goes to? Um. No, I haven't. Oh, well, shame. He was talking to me about it. This <laughs> I haven't been able to go for the past couple of weeks because I've been working graveyard. Oh, like so, right. I got off at six a.m. in the morning and. I can't make it to ten o'clock. What time service. did you stop by the center? Uh, today, this morning, right oh. before, right before work, like right before nine. Oh, okay. So, but but you're you're plugging in, you're going, you're 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 staying connected with the body of Christ, even though you may not be plugging into one specific one. You're sharing your faith at work. You're sharing your story here. Um, what are you doing uh, besides that? Are you doing anything else to kind of maintain? you know, this state of recovered, and I want to emphasize recovered. And before you answer that question, I want, I want to say something about that because some people, and I've said it a million times, but they're first-time listeners to this show. We talk about being in recovery, and we talk about being recovered. So if I have a peanut allergy, you've heard me say it before, right, Tony? Mm-hmm. And I eat peanuts, and I swell up like a balloon. I go in the hospital. They do the EpiPen thing. And while I'm in the hospital, I'm in recovery. Mm-hmm. Once the swelling goes down and they release me, I have recovered. I'm not sick anymore. Right. Am I still allergic to peanuts? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon Manning probably can't be drinking alcohol or using narcotics, right? Right. Yeah, because it's not going to do fairly well for, by you, right? But now that you've recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, what are you doing to stay that way? Well, every morning, the first thing I do is I wake up, I go to the kitchen table, I open my Bible, and I read. And then I also read my daily devotion book by David Wilkerson. Right. And it keeps in mind that, like, recovery is an ongoing thing. Like, I can... Sure. I always have to turn away from this or, um, you know, reach out to this person, but I can't get too close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. So so you're, you have a devotional life. Are you accountable? Is there somebody in your life that can call you on your baloney? My dad right no. there. 
Because your dad's he was like, "That's me, that's me." Your dad's been there, so he know you know, don't you? If he's starting to go off the rails. You're gonna go. Ah. He says you're going. You're going where with who? What time? Bring him in. I need to meet him. <laughs> right on. Good deal. Good daddy. And they had they had this little thing on my phone. It's called Find a Friend apps. Oh so yeah, they, they know where I am at all times. Anyway, yeah, they just look me up. They're like, "Oh, why are you over at blah blah blah?" So and so. So there's free. There's freedom. Find, find a, a friend. App. Find a friend. Huh. There's freedom in accountability. Yes. There's freedom in strong boundaries. It it, it doesn't make you a prisoner. It sets you free. Mm-hmm. Right. Any closing thoughts, my brother? Well, uh, what I like to say is, things in life that are hard such as recovery mm-hmm. or going to school or keeping a job might be hard, but it makes life easy. Mm. Nice. nice. He just gave me goosebumps all over. <laughs> he needs to come back on the show. You come, you come back, tell us what's going on uh, when you get back, to, when you get going to school. and mm. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And gift certificates to Sherry's. And pie. Oh, and pie. pie. And pie. <laughs> well, you know, March 14th, 3.14 is National Pie Day. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. this, and this pie, National Pie Day falls on a Wednesday, which is Pie Day at my work. So don't come on Pie Day because it's going to be super busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And I, I just I appreciate you coming in and doing this. Um, you know, Brandon goes, and we had a couple guys on, and Brandon goes, when do I get to come? <laughs> well, let's set that up, yeah, right? It's good to see you, Brandon. You right? look great. Yeah. Good to see you yeah, guys, you re- too. you really, really Thank do. You. It's a true honor. That story was just amazing. And, Dad, Thank good you. job. Yeah, good Thank job, Dad. Good job. Good job. He is so beaming. Look at that Isn't face. It? I know. It's I know. Awesome. It's awesome. All righty. So, uh, Brandon, you have a Facebook page? I do. Right? And so he's, if you want to go to the Take 12 Radio Facebook page, you'll find Brandon on Friends if you want to communicate with him and, and uh, become his friend. But... If you're not healthy, he's going to keep his distance mm-hmm. a little bit. But I will give you a word of encouragement. Amen. There you go. Um, because we all we're all broken. We, we really <laughs> Amen. are. Amen. James <laughs> says that all the time. Yeah. He goes, just because you have your health issues doesn't mean you're not normal. He goes, we're all broken. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we all, we all got stuff. So, all right. So our closing song is by uh, the group Doug and Donna. It's called "Lend a Ear of Faith." Uh, thank you, Brandon. God bless you, buddy. Thank you. God bless. Check this out. Lend an ear of faith. There is a message. A song of a life not seen that is so real. Behold, a foaming sea as night is ending. A drop of grace for every tear revealed. And Jesus, you're the only one I'm after You're the only one I've ever really wanted to know No machine could ever know its maker The gift of love is ours to freely choose And freedom's just another word for Jesus And the will of God is all I'd hate to lose And Jesus, you're the only one I'm after 
You're the only one I've ever really wanted to know. You know I used to have to talk more than I'd listen. Silence made me know my mind too well. Then I heard the whisper of my lover. He was sounding out like a lark in a wishing well. And Jesus, you're the only one I'm after. You're the only one I've ever really wanted to know. No, I had some thoughts of God before I met Him. He even seemed to look a lot like me. But then I saw the cross of my Savior, and I knew I was as blind as I could be. And Jesus, You're the only one I'm after. You're the only one. I've ever really wanted to know. So lend an ear of faith. There is a message, a song of life not seen that is so real. Behold, a foaming sea's night is ending. A drop of grace for every tear revealed. Jesus, you're the only one I'm after. You're the only one I've ever really wanted to know. I love you so. A very special thank you to our guests this week. Mr. Brandon Manning for coming into the studio and sharing his amazing story of experience, strength, and hope. Until next time, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>